Welcome to the podcast series at the College of Education and Integrative Studies at Cal Poly Pomona. My name is Jeff Pass. I'm the Dean of the College, and we have as our special guest today, Dr. Richard Navarro. Welcome, Richard. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Navarro, uh, not only are you a distinguished scholar, which we will talk about in terms of your projects, but you're also the coordinator of our graduate program here at the college in uh, the Department of Education. And I understand there's some changes in the works. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what's new? Well, since we've uh, transitioned to semesters uh, as, as a campus, we use it as an opportunity to really rethink what we're doing and how we can do it better. And so one of the first things that we did was to uh, more better integrate our teacher credential program with our master's program. It's what we call a combined credential master's where, where students entering into the teacher credential program are able to take master's courses um, while they're earning their teaching credential and then seamlessly transition into the master's program to complete a master's in as, as little as one, one semester following the teaching credential. So for those of us who are unfamiliar, the teacher credential is required by the state of California to be earned after you have a bachelor's. That's correct. So anybody entering the program will already have a bachelor's degree, although some people might take undergraduate, I'm sorry, graduate level classes at the undergraduate level during their senior year. Right. Well, and most of those um, courses that they're taking are really part of the credential, the, the sort of the pre-credential, the, the prerequisites, and also um, helping them to, to um, more smoothly move into, the, into the, the credential program. And the credentials that are offered right now are uh, multiple subjects, which is the elementary, single subjects, which is secondary, and then the specialization, which is special education. That's correct. That's, that's correct. And we also have a program in administrative credentials, but that's not uh, governed by your uh, office. Well, um, well it's, we, we, we work together with the Education Leadership Department um, where, where that credential is housed because you know, the, the administrative service credential is only available for um, those who have five years of teaching experience and then wish to move into an administrative role such as system principal or principal at, at, at a school. And so, so they come to us to earn that, that administrative service credential, with the, which they earn within, within about a year. Um, and then those who wish to can continue on with just a, a two more classes and a culminating experience to also get a master's degree in educational leadership. So what's so great about a master's degree? I've got one. Uh, but why would somebody want to get one? I've got two, <laughs> one, in, one in education, one in anthropology. Um, so um, you, you really the undergraduate um, degree um, in, in most, for, for most uh, um, uh, young people, at least here in the United States, is, is really a broader education. Um, many of us have our um, undergraduate degrees in the liberal arts. For example, mine was in humanities, and uh, and and so, so you really have an opportunity to really deepen your your educational experience as as an as an undergraduate. The master's degree helps you to specialize, so that well, well with undergraduate you're broader in the master's degree you specialize, um, and and really try to try to um, 
hone that craft, if you will, um, in, in, and uh, moving into a particular area. Now, that doesn't say that there aren't uh, undergraduate degrees that, that are highly specialized, which, of course, here at Cal Poly, we have, we have several of them, particularly in engineering and some of the science programs and so forth. Um, you know, we've had, for example, um, several engineering students who have come to us after completing their engineering degree and, and, and entering into the teaching profession because they, they learned you know, that, that they didn't really want to be, practice engineering, but because the curriculum was so specialized, they stayed in that track um, in order to complete it, but then, then moved um, over into teaching, particularly in, in mathematics, um, uh, at the secondary level after, after graduating. So, 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 so students come from lots of different areas and not, not just the single track, you know, for, um, for, um, teaching credentials. But a master's degree isn't just about getting prepared or qualified for a job. It's a deeper study of really of, of anything that can give you, uh, new insights and ways of thinking. That's right. That's right. Traditionally in education, um, a, a, a person would earn their teaching credential and then um, practice teaching for a period of time and then come back and earn their master's degree. But now um, the world is changing and, and we're seeing more and more that um, the master's degree is being integrated with the, um, with the teaching, teaching credential. So the program that we've started tries to keep up with those, with those trends, but we, we want to go further and make it a more meaningful experience so that, as you say, um, the individuals that earn their master's degree, it's not just a, um, an add-on to the credential, but it really is um, a, an experience that helps them to deepen their, their understanding, their learning, and, and their skills in, in, as, as a classroom teacher. Right. And most of the ones, uh, master's graduates that I've spoken to have spoken very highly of our program uh, for doing that very thing. But what are the advantages of doing it with the credentials as uh, we're moving towards? Is it a financial benefit for the student? Well, that's, that's really one of the big motivators um, is, is that uh, for, for, for um, all teachers that if they have a master's degree, that they are at a higher pay scale than if they have just a bachelor's degree and teaching, teaching credential. Um, How much are we talking about, roughly? I know it differs from district to district. That's that, that's right, but it's it's usually um, uh, between five ten thousand dollars or that's more. That's a lot of yeah, money. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a good investment to uh, spend the money on a master's degree and and your time, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And and uh, again, I think it's it, it. We also need to ensure that it's a good investment in terms of improving um, the practice. Right, and and that's that's what we're we're committed to doing is is ensuring that those students who who go on to earn their masters really really have a uh, um, an experience that allows them to to up their game, if you will. Uh, and would that involve uh, research skills, uh, ability to interpret and apply uh, research? Uh, what what would give them this advantage over someone with just credentials? Well, there's there's really two directions one may go into. One might be where they they are 
um, focusing more on research because they may see further down the road interest in pursuing a doctorate. And so having those research skills will be very important. The other is more of um, more like with the National Board for Professional Teaching Standards has, has really focused on, which is the self-reflection um, on, on practice and, and, and learning from that practice and, 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 uh, and improving on that. So, so to become a more accomplished teacher. So uh, by applying the theory of uh, instruction and theory of curriculum to your everyday uh, career, you're more likely to make better decisions and be a better teacher. That's right, and 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 it's really um, developing a learning community as well, mm -hmm. and working with other teachers in in in, the, in that practice, and so so that's um, that's what we, we hope to see is is really our our um, teacher credential program together with the masters really is 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 creating that learning community where where people are are are, are moving moving together because teaching is a really isolated experience in that uh, teachers seldom get the opportunity to view each other teaching uh, or to talk about teaching. Uh, many teacher lounges, uh, people need a break and they're not necessarily talking mm -hmm. about uh, the challenges of the curriculum or dealing with particular kinds of students. Mm -hmm. So this enables them to work at it with other professionals. Absolutely. And, and that's really the value. Um, when I served on the board of directors of the National Board, professional teaching standards, I heard over and over again from teachers that going through the board, national board certification process, whether they passed or not in, in, that, in that first try, was the most valuable professional development experience that they had because they did work with, other, uh, with, with colleagues um, who were interested in, in, in analyzing their own practice and improving their practice. And, and, and providing evidence of that of that growth and change, and uh, and 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 so I that's that's what we wanted to to bring to our program as well. And some of our graduates have told me that uh, there's an increasing emphasis on data analysis in their regular teaching jobs, not just as department chairs or assistant principals or principals, but just as classroom teachers. Uh, and coming to Cal Poly Pomona for a master's has really helped them in uh, working through all of that data. That's right, yeah. So um, in increasingly, um, it's everywhere, and social media uses it. You know, it's, it's, it's everywhere, the data analytics, and, and, and certainly um, in the classroom as well. We, we see a greater emphasis on, on data-driven um, decision-making uh, at, at the classroom level, too. And, 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 and it has some real advantages, because you have the opportunity to really disaggregate data to, to, to really look at your students individually to see, see the growth and students that, that they may be, may be struggling and so forth and, and, then, and then the opportunity to intervene in a timely way rather than waiting for the test results a year later after that class has already moved on. And, and so, so it is a whole new era now. So someone who actually has a master's degree, perhaps in something else, might benefit from a second master's degree in education uh, just to keep up with the changing nature of the profession. Sure, I, I agree. Yeah, we I have agree. to spread the word around that. Yes, definitely. Uh, so uh, when will these changes take place? And are there other changes in store? Well, they're, they're uh, occurring right now. Um, so we already have, as I said, 
the uh, combined credential uh, master's uh, program. We've seen a lot of interest in, in that um, um, amongst our, our, our credentials um, students. And uh, so they see the, you know, uh, the ability to, to move through that um, credential and master's degree much faster as, as, as a result. Um, and, uh, and so that is, is now giving us an opportunity to, to look at our, what I call our legacy uh, master's programs and and really ask ourselves to uh, to what extent are we really meeting the needs of teachers today with with these programs and how might how might um, uh, those um, be uh, reformed improved upon in order to to better meet the needs not just for today but for the future as well so um, special education has already has already um, and done that it's gone a long ways in in revamping its its master's program has been able to bring in grants to help uh, uh, support students um, going into that area which is growing in demand so we, we see um, a growing interest and in, and in, in a really strong reputation for the quality of our graduates you know the best uh, uh, endorsement we can get is 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 uh, um, not only from the student but from from the superintendent and the principal mm -hmm. that, that, that hire our our, our, our students um, when they come back and say we know the Cal Poly Pomona um, you know, really prepares teachers well. So that's 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 what we want to ensure. Um, and 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 also looking at you know right now the other area we have is the curriculum instruction, um, which currently follows a more traditional approach um, in the, in that area. And so we really need to look at uh, the degree to which that's really meeting the, the needs of the future. And you know, I propose that we do a needs assessment where we really go out and talk with superintendents and principals and. And, and ask them what what they feel that they're going they, they need. Um, we're starting um, a, a a new master's um, in, um, jointly with our colleagues in Department of Ethnic Women's Studies um, that is in, intended to help prepare teachers to be more culturally um, responsive, uh, culturally competent um, in in the classroom and and also in working with parents and communities. As, as well, so so uh, you know, also um, to be able to, for those that are interested to be able to teach teach ethnic studies at at the high school and and, and middle school levels. So. And there's a growing interest in in that uh, change, uh, whereas before uh, ethnic studies was an option for students, and more and more school districts are recognizing that uh, it's really for everybody and not just for those who are have a special interest in the topic. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There's, there, there, there have been a handful of school districts in the area that have really um, uh, pioneered this. Pomona Unified um, has been teaching ethnic studies, uh, particularly Gary High School, for over a decade. And one of our students actually um, developed that program um, uh, uh, for them. Uh, but, uh, but now um, we anticipate that this is go also going to be a, a state mandate as, as well. So um, there, there have been bills introduced in the legislature in the past that 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 were not signed into law but but had a lot of uh, legislative support um, to to for ethnic studies to be taught at the high school level and we understand in with the current with the new administration that there's that there is a strong interest and support for for that so where are those teachers going to come from <laughs> and, and 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 what's the what 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 is the kind of uh a knowledge base that's going to be required for uh, for being able to teach ethnic studies at that level. 
So there are teachers who are currently out there that might be teaching uh, social studies or English uh, that would, or psychology that might be very interested in uh, developing that new set of uh, skills. That's right. That's right. So, so, so that's why we want to be able to provide those services to be able to bring those teachers back, um, if not the complete uh, the complete masters, then to be able to offer them a certificate. Uh, the, the the state has um, advanced authorization um, uh, certification, um, which we would anticipate would be a likely candidate for for ethnic studies in the future. So these are exciting times in the College of Education and Integrative Studies as we develop and refine our programs. And I understand these are also exciting times for you as you engage in new uh, opportunities for uh, studying and uh, serving uh, the community. Well, I've uh, actually um, I've, I've been continuing with my uh, work both uh, domestically but also internationally. And, uh, and, and so I think that uh, the project that I was most recently affiliated with in El Salvador, I think really addresses a challenge that higher education um, has not just uh, in El Salvador, but, but around the world. And it's, and it's, and it's really um, how to be uh, relevant to the needs of, uh, of the private sector, the industry, particularly in STEM fields, that uh, we hear so much about as the economy changes, you know, higher education, you know, has, has traditionally been, you know, the, uh, the, the institution that has prepared that future workforce. And, and so the needs of that future workforce are changing dramatically. So the question, you know, that we have before us is how well is higher education prepared to meet those needs. So some of the same same things we were just talking about in terms of changes within our master's program, I think can also also be writ large uh, across um, higher education as well. There's, uh, you know, we, we hear terms like um, um, supply chain and value chain in the, in the, in the global economy and, and, and so forth. And uh, what, what we uh, oftentimes forget is that higher education is part of that value chain you know, so it's 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 uh, it's in many in many cases um, the beginning uh, where where it starts with preparing those future workers, those innovators, providing the knowledge um, that's going to that's going to lead to to um, um, new inventions and and, and and so forth. And so, higher education has an important role to play as 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 our economy changes. And that's uh, we look at the U.S. economy or the world economy. But some of your work is for a small country where there isn't a lot of higher education in terms of the number of institutions. So you can really make a profound difference. Well, um, a, a study was done in uh, um, in 2012 that really looked at uh, focusing on El Salvador um, and uh, and it's and and really asking why the economy was, was growing at such a slow pace. And what were what were the the obstacles to to economic growth, and so one of the key obstacles that they found was a quality of human capital. That um, the, again, the education system was not preparing um, young people to enter the workforce with the skills and knowledge that they needed. So um, that led into a twenty-two million dollar um, U.S. Um, United States Agency for International Development project. Um, for higher education 
um, to contribute to the economic growth in, in, in El Salvador. And, and so um, RTI International um, won that contract and, and hired me as, as their uh, chief of party to, 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 to direct that project. So what exactly are you doing for RTI in directing the project? So, so what I did is, is I took a two-year leave of absence from Cal Poly to be able to take that position. So I, I, I went to went to El Salvador, a place I'd never been, um, and, uh, and 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 so of course we hear a lot about you know the violence there and you know the the the, the, the problems there. Um, and and you have to keep in mind that El Salvador used to be the gem of Central America. I mean, it, it was you know the the, the the most productive uh, of, the, of the of the countries within Central America, and a high and SES compared to the other nations. That's there. right, that's right. And then it went through a twelve-year civil war, um, and uh, and 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 came out of that in in nineteen ninety-two, uh, but still twenty-five years later, it was it, it it was still very stagnant, and and you and you had a real division between. The right, which is which is mostly associated with the private sector, and the left, which is associated with the universities, and so 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 our our job and was to really bring to incentivize um, cooperation between universities and 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 uh, and industries to work together to to um, uh, to raise the quality of human capital uh, from from those. Uh, so was it just a matter of bringing all these smart people together and? Pointing out their common interests in working together. Well, convincing them that they had a common interest was probably one of the biggest challenges, um, and because, uh, and I'm sure it's it's true here as well that there are a lot of misconceptions, you know, on both sides. And, you know, the industry has about higher education. The higher education has about uh, about industry, and uh, and and so, but but they 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 could agree on on one thing and and that was that uh, that there was definitely a skills gap between the two of them and that that needed to be closed and so that was that was really the starting the starting point it was uh, identifying the sectors in the economy that um a would benefit from uh in increases in the quality of human capital to become more productive um and and b were interested in participating and cooperating in this project because not only did we have resources, but also they had to contribute resources. And the same thing was true of, of the higher education institutions. So in the end, we were able to get um, a majority of the companies that produce about um, um, three quarters of the GDP within El Salvador to participate as well as uh, the universities that educated about 80% of all the graduates in the country as That's well. That's significant by itself. Has, have you gotten any results of, from, from that cooperation at this point, or is it still waiting to show itself? No, it's it, uh, actually the project was for five years, and so it's, it's coming to an end uh, this June. It's, it's already in, in, the, in the closeout um, um, period. Um, but uh, um, the, uh, the interest in... in in continuing the activity and in industry and higher education is still very strong. So they have a, a sustainability plan to move forward. And so I'll be on sabbatical next fall and opportunity to go back there and to really, really study, you know, what sustainability looks like and, and how, how relations either have changed or remain, um, after, after, the, the, that, uh, funding. 
Um, so you're going drawn. back now as a researcher rather than as someone who's trying to get the project going. That's right. That's right. And and again, going back to the reflection on, on practice, um, we just finished an a, uh, article that we hope will be published in the fall on the Industry and Higher Education Journal um, that, that really looks at what did we learn from this experience and what does it mean in terms of, of higher education industry relations in the in the, in, the, in the future. And one thing we know is that uh, like all organizations in, in today's world, we have to be more agile uh, in order to be able to more quickly respond to, to, to changing demands and needs. And as you know, higher education is not the most agile organization. Particularly when you're part of a 23 campus system like the <laughs> CSU. That's right. That's right. But I mean, the legislature is, 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 is very aware of the important role that we play. And so I think we'll continue to, to press us to be, to be more, more responsive as well. And, and, uh, and so those are, those are the opportunities <laughs> that we have really to, 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 to bring, bring about a change. So that's why I say that these are not challenges just for El Salvador. These are challenges for uh, uh, higher education in, in many different countries, but they're particularly important for small countries like El Salvador with low medium income because they have the potential to really um, um, move forward um, if, if they can organize themselves in such a way. I mean, Vietnam is, is, is a good example mm -hmm. of that. Um, and, uh, and, and many of the industries in El Salvador actually are competing with industries in, in, in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And so, so innovation and productivity is, is, is essential if they're going to continue to compete. So let me wrap this up by asking about you. What draws you to doing this kind of work? You've been in the uh, higher education field for a very long time. Uh, some of the people in your uh, cohort are retiring, but here you are uh, studying uh, new projects and uh, taking on leadership roles. What drives you to do all this kind of work? Well, I, I don't look. I don't look behind me. I look in front of me and see and, and see see what the next challenge is. I think that uh, um, that's how I uh, first got into this this profession. Was interested in challenge. I mean, recognizing that education plays such a significant role for myself in, in giving me the kinds of, of life chances and opportunities that would another would not have otherwise had. And so, I've, my mission has always been to extend those opportunities, not just to other individuals, but even at the level of other, other nations. And um, I feel I have been successful in many instances to be able to do that, to help make a difference, leave a footprint, if you will, mm -hmm. in, in, those, in those places. And I just find that exciting. And I want to be able to continue to do that for as long as I'm able. Yeah, and it's exciting for me too, as your dean, to see the kind of work that you and other members of the faculty are doing. Uh, something probably the public doesn't realize when they think of college professors, they see, you know, maybe instructors or people writing articles, but uh, you are working out in the field and making a difference in multiple ways. Well, thank you. Well, I've, I've been very fortunate with the support from, from the dean, from Cal Poly Pomona. It's, it, uh, the university has been very supportive of my, uh, my work and allowing me to take these kinds of leaves to be able to do this kind of work in the field, but hopefully bring something back to contribute. Yes, it's one more example of how Cal Poly Pomona is making the world a better place, and uh, I'm proud to be part of it too. 
Dr. Navarro, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I enjoyed it.